Hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm Larry Roberts, and this is another episode of the Readily Random Podcast. Hey, you could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living out the hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. Larry, you're on the clock. I'm on the clock. This is pretty amazing. I enjoy being on the clock. I- Put a lot of work into these presentations, so when I get to deliver them, it's kind of like the it's kind of like little victory. It's it's like the, the like what I win. You know what I mean? You train and you get ready and you prepare, and then whenever you get to perform, that's your reward. So this is pretty exciting for me. Uh, my name once again is Larry Roberts. I am the host of the Readily Random podcast and also the owner of Readily Random Media. And I just happen to be kind of a uh, a sponsor for the show today. So, anyways, enough about me. Let's talk some more about me. Uh, the slide deck is going to be available to you at the end of the presentation. If you go to my website, it's readilyrandom.com slash community, because that's what this is all about, building an online community or launching an online community. If you would like to connect with me personally, all of my social media is at Readily Random. I got very lucky there that I love this name and nobody else had it. So it, it worked out great for everybody. So the website is readilyrandom.com, and my email is larry at readilyrandom.com. Okay, did I say readily random at all? Did I mention readily random? I think I did. So here today, we're going to talk about launching a collaborative community with your podcast. A lot of times, we have a podcast, and we end up having a nice base of fans or followers or listeners. Uh, Some people even call it your tribe. But we don't have a way to interact with them unless we create an online community. So first and foremost, what is a community and how does that translate online? So a community, just by the simple definition, is a group of living things sharing the same environment. And they usually have a shared interest. So in the regards to our community that we need to launch or we want to launch, that same interest would be your podcast or my podcast. So depending on whatever your your niche is or your interests are, that's what you'll build your community around and the, the group will grow and you'll be able to enjoy the same topics together. So what type of communities are there? Well, first and foremost, there is a community of interest. It's a community of people who share the same interest or passion. And I don't know about you, but I'm fairly passionate about my podcast and about podcasting in general. I love to podcast and I love to bring topics to people that enjoy the topics and the individuals that I'm interviewing for them to listen to. It works out great for everybody. It's a community of action. You can also have communities where people are trying to bring about change. Now, we definitely have a lot of that going on right now. Some of these communities are a little bit better than others. We're not going to point fingers or anything, but they are communities of action. They are taking action to fulfill their wants and needs. Now, also in this community of action, it can serve as an accountability measure. And I know a lot of people perform better when there is an opportunity for accountability. You know, if I join a weight loss group, which (laughs) I definitely need to do, it's easier to do it if I'm held accountable on a regular basis for any of the changes that I make to my diet or my weight or whatever it may be. So accountability is very, very key and communities of action can help you have that accountability. 
could be a community just based on geographic regions, a, a place, a community of placement. It's just, again, it's brought together by geographic boundaries. Many times we hear about our communities as our neighborhoods surrounding our home. Our community could expand beyond that to our city if you participate in your particular city, in the politics or in the, the yearly events, whatever it may be. And then we can have a community of practice. That's a community of people in the same profession or undertake the same activities. So if you have a, if, for instance, what if you play football and you may want to talk about football with some of your, some of your friends. I know footballers, they, they really love it. They love to get together. Or uh, fantasy football. That's another great example. You can play fantasy football and you and your teammates or your group mates in your fantasy football league get together and you are a community. Now, this is kind of the one that I, 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 it speaks to me the most. It's a community of circumstance, a community of people driven by a position or shared life experience. Now, me personally, I can, have a, I can participate in a community of former alcoholics. So a lot of people look at that as AA, or there's another organization that's not known very well that's phenomenal called SMART. Self-management and recovery techniques or training, those are groups or communities of circumstance. And by the way, if you know anybody that has any issues with alcohol, check into SMART. It's phenomenal. Again, could be support groups similar to, as I mentioned, SMART or AA. Or even in this instance, I mentioned a Lamaze class. You now have a community of breathing teammates. Everybody wants to do the same breathing techniques and find out where you're at in your Lamaze training. And you do that within your community community. That's a hard word to say 18 times. You could even be prisoners in the same prison. I mean, honestly, that is a community and there's actually a community or a group of communities within the prison community. But just on a larger scale, you prisoners, you're all a community. Y'all got something in common. Y'all have the same circumstances. Y'all criminals. Or even for a short time, airplane passengers. You're in the same plane, you're in the same space, you've got nowhere to go, and your circumstance is you're on a plane, and you're flying somewhere. So now, hopefully, everyone is acting accordingly, and you are in a pleasant community there. Now, my goal was to talk about collaborative communities, communities where people work together to achieve a common goal. So what does it mean to be collaborative? I basically just said it. The adjective collaborative describes something accomplished by working together with others. When you collaborate, you cooperate or join forces with other people. So a lot of times you may be looking to expand on an idea or expand on your podcast or expand on your brand. And having a community of like-minded individuals can help you do that, can maybe give you that idea that just was right there, of almost, what was that? I, boom, there it is right there because you're collaborating with your community. So we can work on projects together. Again, may want to expand my brand or it could be any project. Maybe someone within your community has a project that you can help on. And that brings up a very valid point in that when you're trying to create a community, especially an online community, it's critical that you look at it from the other members' perspectives. What do they need? What do they want? What are their projects? Can you contribute to their projects? Can you help them? Because I promise you, if you can put a little imp uh, input or have some impact on someone else's project, they're not going to forget about you. They're going to be one of your biggest fans, and they're going to continue to support you and all of your endeavors as well.
Also, brainstorming ideas to benefit everyone. What can you do to improve the community? What benefits or features could you include to improve the community to help everyone else grow right along with you? Now, another big one, and this is what we see a lot of times in the podcasting space, is collaborative learning. We all get together to learn more about what? Well, podcasting and all of the various aspects of podcasting. You would never imagine there is so much involved in sitting in front of a microphone and talking. This is all podcasting is. It's all it's supposed to be. Wrong. (laughs) Podcasting goes well beyond just talking into a mic. And we all need to learn that together. And if we're building a community to help support our podcast, learning together is just one aspect of the entire puzzle. So speaking of puzzles, why do people join a community? Well, they want to belong. They want to have that sense of belonging. They want to have that sense of of team. They want to be part of something. You know, it's always great when you're in an online community and you're contributing and, oh my gosh, someone just said something back to me. Someone just recognized what I said. Oh, I've got a comment on what I just posted. That always feels great. And that sense of belonging can definitely drive you to join various communities. Sharing. A lot of folks like to share. Joe Pardo is one of the biggest sharers that I know. He loves to share. And I love the opportunity that he gives by sharing his time and his space in his community with me. See how that works? He gives, I get, I give, they get. It's nice. It's, it works out perfect for everybody. Now, one of your other goals for building a community around your podcast is to extend your reach. You know, your, your online community is actually an entity of its own. And it's going to grow right along with your podcast. And as your community grows, you may gain new listeners. You will gain new fans. You'll gain a larger tribe. Now, I mentioned just before collaborative learning. There's going to be a lot of people that come into your community with little to no experience, depending on whatever. And I'm not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about whatever your niche is. If your niche is building studios in your garage, It's going to take people to come in, and there's going to be others that want to build a studio in their garage. And who are they going to go to? They're going to go to Joe Pardo. He's building a studio in his garage right now. So if he had a construction community or a studio community or a homemade studio community, anything along those lines, people are going to come in, and they're going to learn from his experience. Now, last but not least here. People will join a community for promotion, something you have to be very, very careful of. You know, you are starting a community to promote your own products, to promote your own services to a certain degree. You're not just going to come in there and spam ads all day long every day. That's not going to work out for your community and it's going to collapse in on itself. But what you're going to see is you're going to have members come in and they're going to want to promote their products. They're going to want to promote their services. I was in a group last night and I saw somebody that was promoting, well, it's an activity that uh, isn't quite legal in most states. Some states it's legal, but there's a little puff, puff give going on, a little rap music going on, and they were singing their brand. They were dropping some bars on us, you know what I'm saying? But they were promoting themselves, and that was the whole purpose for them posting that video. It wasn't necessarily to contribute back to the group. So the question is, why would you create this community around your podcast? Well, creating a community for your podcast and your brand is actually quite essential for your overall marketing strategy. It allows you, as I mentioned, to extend your reach. 
And you'll notice that I may say a couple of things once or twice, maybe even three times I say the same thing. It's because we want to get that ingrained. Those are very critical points. And I repeat myself because I want you to hear it. You can create around your brand. As I mentioned before, the community is launched to help promote your podcast, help promote your products and services, help promote your brand. Hopefully each and every one of you have already established a brand and you're trying to bring brand awareness into your group. This is hopefully, if we play our cards right, going to give us an opportunity to sell our products or our services. I have a course on Udemy on podcasting, and I use that course as more of a lead magnet to pull in consulting clients, coaching clients. It works out great. So I get to sell my product and my service, and I have the opportunity to gain additional clients at a higher price point. So having your community out there will allow you to build and price yourself accordingly, depending on what you're trying to sell or what service you're trying to provide. Growth. Now, how do I grow my community? That can be the biggest challenge. And I don't know if you're, you've noticed, but I'm keeping this at a very, very low level. I see so many times that when you go to a presentation or you try to learn something, the presenter tends to start at the top and assume you know what's down here. And I don't want to do that. So if you already know this, awesome. If you don't, that's my goal. So while starting a group and nurturing it into a powerhouse of knowledge and collaboration sounds easy, it actually requires a focused determination and constant attention in order for it to grow. So you can't just put your group out there and hope that people are going to jump in. They're not going to do it. You're going to need to go as the owner of the group and you're going to need to post content, tons and tons and tons of content. And guess what? It sucks, but you're probably not going to get any responses right out of the gate. You may, if you do, it's because you presented yourself in your podcast and said, hey, check out my new community. You laid the foundation. But again, odds are you're going to be posting content and you're going to get little to no response for a certain period of time. It takes time to grow that content that you're putting in there, that initial content that's not getting any likes or not getting any hearts or whatever it may be. Those are seeds of growth. And as you nurture those seeds and you continue to post, your community will eventually start to grow. It'll sprout twigs, it'll sprout leaves. And then before you know it, you'll have a full community full of people commenting and liking each other's posts, your posts, everyone's posts. And they're going to be interacting collaboratively to achieve the same results. So that's all well and good, Larry. These are great concepts. But where do we create these groups? Where can I create an online community? You know, most of the time, the biggest platform that we see it, of course, is on Facebook. Facebook groups are king. That's where the action is happening. And roughly, uh, there's roughly 10 million different Facebook groups that are out there. But guess what? Imagine how many aren't getting any action. Imagine how many aren't seeing any posts. Imagine how many are just there. And you don't want yours to fall into that same trap. But you're not stranded on Facebook groups. You also have LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a huge opportunity for you to create an online community. And if you have your podcast as a business, LinkedIn is the premier place for business owners and business operators to promote their podcasts and their communities. Another one that I think is a little more difficult to form a community around, but it's still very, very feasible, is Twitter. 
Twitter is great because of, obviously, the hashtags that you have there. But one of the biggest podcast communities in the podcasting space is Pottern Family. Hashtag Pottern Family. And I'm not promoting them, but I'm, what I'm doing is using them as an example to show that even on Twitter, you can have a very, very large community. And I believe they even have a Slack platform to go along with their Potter and family members so that they can communicate directly in real time. But I learned about them on Twitter, and they're huge out there. What do you have to do to get your, your community to grow? You have to promote, 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 and promote some more. Promotion is king. That's where it's got. That's where it's at, and that's where it's got to start. So, if you have a community, don't hesitate to tell people about it. You know, there's certain marketing uh, gurus that are out there that we see on the YouTubes and we we hear on the podcast, and they say post all this content. Post what was it? Forty co- pieces of content on each platform a day. It's insane. But guess what? It works. It works. That's why you need to do it. Now, of course, you're not going to be able to post at that level. I'm not either. Unless, of course, you hire someone, then you might be able to do it. But you still need to promote your group so people know that it's there. And again, I've mentioned stay active. You have to breathe life into your community each and every day, each and every hour. Now, you yourself may not be breathing this life into that community. Hopefully, other community members are doing it as well. But it has to stay active. There's an opportunity as well for you to promote your podcast by posting reviews of your existing episodes. Maybe each week you do an episode of your podcast, you do a review of that podcast or that episode, and you let your members comment back and forth on the episode and hopefully carry on some informative and educational discussions. You also need to have episodic call to actions within each episode of your podcast. Don't let an episode go that you don't say, hey, head out to my platform and join my community and let's grow together. Always have that call to action. Now, I mentioned before, the key here is patience. And this is a great quote. Remember, patience is not about waiting, but the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting. You can't get frustrated. You can't get angry. You can't go, oh, man, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to be in my group. I'm not going to post anymore. Some people, it takes longer than others in order to grow their communities. And you have to have patience. By the way, I couldn't find who said this quote. Everywhere I looked, it said unknown. So uh, I gave credit to Lawrence Robert. So within your group, you're going to want to have a certain structure to that group. And one of the keys to having a smooth running community, regardless of where it's at, is to post clear group guidelines and consistently enforce them. If you see someone breaking the rules, you can tell them, you can tell them, you can tell them, and hopefully you never have to boot them, but that situation may present itself. Another key is to always maintain that atmosphere of community. Congratulate people on their wins. Thank people for their help. Give back to the community. Make sure that everyone knows that you care. And in turn, they will care and they'll care about their other community members as well. Another key factor here, and this is this is really something you have to do for people that you know and you really, really trust. You're going to want to establish administrators and moderators of your online community. 
regardless of how well you vet your members or how many members you may have or may not have, you are going to have individuals that might want to, uh, you know, cause a little problems here and there. They might want to post some bad stuff and you're not going to catch it all. It's just impossible. So you're going to want these admins and these moderators to do that very thing for you. Again, set guidelines and expectations. Communities can't have individuals running around all willy-nilly making up the rules as they go. You need a clear and concise guidelines that are in lines with your podcast. So some of the rules that you may want to set up or consider the type of posts or questions that are allowed. You don't want people posting inappropriate content in your group. And if they know what that content is, there's better chance of them not posting it. How group members should conduct themselves. Remember, it's a community. We want everyone to get along to the best of our abilities. Got to let them know whether or not self-promotion is allowed. A lot of communities will have self-promotion days or a self-promotion post that allows their members to come in and digitally post what they're promoting. Maybe their latest podcast episode or their latest win. But some groups are like, ah, eh, no, this isn't about self-promotion. This is about learning. This is about working together, but no self-promotion. One of the biggest podcast communities on the internet allows no self-promotion. I'm an admin of that group, and I can't tell you how many posts I have to delete each and every day. It's a ton. Who are the group admins, and what are they allowed to do? Now, there's a separation of duties when it comes to admins and moderators, and we're going get to get to that here in just a minute. You might also want to provide information about group resources. If you have any white papers that are available to the community for them to use, articles, videos, ebooks, or you or maybe even other members have uploaded if you allow that, but you got to let them know if that's okay too. Now, you're also going to want to be very clear and very concise as to why a post has been deleted. I've seen it too many times where you delete a post and that same member of the community comes back and reposts and says, why was my post deleted? Make sure they know why their post is deleted. Always provide feedback to the, uh, to the user if you do delete a post. That way they know right out of the gate exactly why it was deleted. Also, reasons for a member to be warned. I've touched based on a couple of those already. And then last but not least, reasons for a member to be kicked or booted out of the group. We never want to resort to kicking someone out of the group unless we just have to. Removing someone from the group is removing a member of your community. And it may not just impact the individual that you're removing. It'll probably impact the larger portion of the community as a whole. Because whatever drama goes down and they see it, it even if you remove the member, the drama's already gone down. And now you went, oh, you know what? I don't want to be your friend no more. Get out of here. And that's going to leave a bad taste in the mouth of the rest of the community. But sometimes, man, it just has to happen. You just got to give them the boot. <laughs> Here's an example of, of what you need to set up as far as your, your structure goes. You're going to want to have admins, and they generally have total control of the entire group and the entire community. They can invite people. They can kick people. They can approve content. They can remove content. They can do just about everything. Then you're also going to have moderators over here. Now, a moderator can enforce the group rules, but they don't have the same level of power as an admin does. They aren't able to add people to the community or the group. Uh, maybe they're not able to change an admin's post. They can't delete those posts, even if they don't agree with it. And sometimes you're going to have that situation where your mods and your admins, they don't agree. Then you have to come in as the owner of the group and you have to be the moderator. Now, the one thing you want to avoid, don't be a Karen McMeany if you're a moderator of an online community. 
Be fair, be clear, and know the rules yourself. I've had stuff deleted before out of communities, and it made me angry. Look, I'm still mad about it because it wasn't part of the rules. They just removed it because they didn't like it. That's not cool. Don't be a Karen. <laughs> just be caring. So once again, collaboration. Working and learning together should be the primary objective of your podcast community. Members of your podcast community will look to you and appreciate the direct access to you. It's your podcast. It's your group. And they're going to want to talk to you. It makes them feel as part of the community. It makes them feel good if they get to talk to the cat daddy. And if it's your community and your podcast, well, you're the cat daddy. I mentioned before conflict resolution. As your community grows, reliance on your admins and moderators will increase. But you can't ever shy away from the conflict yourself. You need to come in and you need to help everybody get along. <laughs> Can we all just get along and do what needs to be done in order to uh, eliminate whatever troubles you're running into? Now, keep in mind, too, as we start to wrap up here, the 1% rule of Internet culture. Keep in mind that 90% of everyone in your community is going to be a lurker. Lurkers very rarely participate at all and spend most of their time lurking in the community and observing from afar. So they don't really want to get out there, but they want to know what's going on. Now, 9% of your community is going to be contributors. They're going to make comments. They're going to post eh, semi-regularly, if not regularly. They'll participate in any kind of polls that you have or any kind of games that you establish within your community as well. And they occasionally create original posts or other types of content. Now, last but not least, you have your one percenters. It's not bad being a one percenter here, folks, because they're creators. They create the majority of content in a community. The chances are high that they're probably an admin or a mod, but you're going to have those active uh, community members that also act as creators. And it's phenomenal when you have those people and they do stand out because they'll regularly start conversations, create polls. They'll do everything they can to keep the community alive and churning. So lastly, some keys to remember. A community is not just about you or your brand or your podcast. It's also about your users, your clients, and your future clients. Remember the opportunity to potentially make sales to some of these members that are in your community. Now, always approach your community with a giving first attitude. You know, I didn't, I didn't start off in the podcast industry with a giving first attitude. I started off with a getting. I want to get downloads. I want to get sponsors. I want to get popular. I want to get big time. I want to get Joe Rogan. Uh, guess what? It didn't work. It didn't work. It wasn't until I realized that and I started going at it with a giving attitude and a giving heart and trying to contribute and give back that I started to see the growth that I was hoping for. Now, again, for your community, the primary goal is to foster engagement among members by consistently posting great content. And if you can do 40 pieces of content a day, more power to you. So there we have it. There's our presentation on starting a collaborative community online. Again, the slide deck is available at readilyrandom.com slash community. And you can reach me at readilyrandom or larry at readilyrandom.com. Hey, you can be